Welcome to Comedians with Ghost Stories. I'm your host, writer and comedian Emily Winter, and I'm so excited about today's episode. On our Instagram, on Comedians with Ghost Stories on Instagram, I have posted some photos of Ministries Al Jorgensen because this story involves Al Jorgensen from the band Ministry. Uh, and I love this amazing story that takes place in the 80s. It's it's awesome. So anyway, follow us on Instagram, and I hope that you enjoy it. Today on the podcast, I'm super excited to have comedian Ken Matthewson. Ken, thank you so much for doing the pod. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. So we were just talking about your story relates to the band Ministry. So this yeah, is so exciting. So, <laughs> the founder and uh, lead headache, um, Al Jorgensen, uh-huh. um, my old buddy. And, um, you know, when I, I'm it all, it all happened in Boston, where I'm from. Oh, cool. And I'm I'm in Pittsburgh now. I have been in Pittsburgh for 20 something years. Um, and uh, I was in a hi-fi or stereo store on Newbury Street, what we used to call the uh, Rodeo Drive of Boston. All the swanky stores were on Newbury Street. I think and, that's still um, true, right? Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. Um, and uh, so one day these guys came into the store. I didn't know who they were. Um, but one of the guys I worked with, Mario Barros, who's a disc jockey, knew exactly who they were and knew of Ministry's early recordings um because they were more dance hall or dance uh like electronic yeah yeah they did a lot of that instrumental stuff too and um and i had no idea who they were so i you know i i thought they were really cool guys it was it was al jorgensen and and steven george or aka steve-o who's a producer and has he's played with everybody um and um so anyway i I got friendly with these guys and um, we used to frequent a club in Boston called Spit. Um, it. it was a originally a punk, kind of a punk club, but turned into more of a new wave dance club. Okay. And um, so one, I don't know, one evening I went there and there was Al sitting in the corner of the bar, um, you know, and so I walked, he, he walked up to him and I said, hey, how you doing? He remembered me and such. And he was dating the bartender. Mm-hmm. Um, Patty, who he later married. Um, so we just kind of hung out and got drunk as heck because we drank for free. And we just were like singing stupid. We, we were just a couple of boys, like acting dumb, like boys do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we were doing all that and it was a lot of fun. And so we were just like pals at the bar, so to speak. Um, so, you know, I'd see him more over and over again and stuff. And that was mm-hmm. fun. Then um, I had heard from some friends of mine who were in his band, who were local musicians, um, and he was recording, uh, or they were recording um, With Sympathy, uh, which is their first album, and down the street at Synchro Sound, which was a, um, a recording studio that was built and owned by the Cars. Oh, cool. So it was really kind of neat. Told you it was Rodeo Drive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, and they used to come in the store as well and listen to music on different speakers and things like that. So it was kind of neat. Um, anyhow, we, uh, uh, we, I heard a couple of stories about him that he 
he thought that his apartment was haunted. And, and this we is Al? To, yeah. And we okay. used to rag on him and bust his balls all the time because one night, I guess he, I guess he said that he found that a woman was murdered there like, I don't know, 1940s or something like that. Okay. And of course, we thought it was just BS for him trying to get more attention for himself, which he was really good at. And um, so I guess what happened one night at like three or four o'clock in the morning, he saw her in his kitchen from his bedroom down the hall. He saw mm -hmm. this woman in a dress and stuff, and it scared the living hell out of him. He gr luckily he had a presence of mind to grab his wallet and ran out of the apartment in his underwear. Oh, my gosh. That's so hilarious. He's running in the winter. So it was it, it, that's how scared he was. And he and he found a cab and near the Prudential building. And it's just like, yeah, sure, Al. Right. We thought it was just a lot of baloney. And, and he he swore that it was true. OK, OK. Anyhow. Um, and we would go, you know, hey, Al, you've been out naked and uh, walking yeah. around Boston recently or something like that. And he would give us a lot of crap. But anyhow, he um, uh, had a party at this apartment. And it was, I don't know, maybe 25 people. It was a very nice apartment in, in uh, Back Bay of, of Boston. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, as parties happen, they always end up in the kitchen, right? It's it's always the way, it, even if you set up your living room perfectly. Almost every, yeah, almost everybody's in the kitchen drinking and having some fun and all this kind of stuff. And, and the subject of this ghost came up. And he was visibly nervous about this, that we were talking about it. And he was like, no, no, man, don't, don't, don't talk about it. And it was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And there was a little bit of a quiet. And then off to the pantry, we hear this big crash. And where he had his, he had some dishes and plates and bowls and, and the like. And the, these two shelves just fell off the wall. Completely fell off the wall. And there wasn't enough stuff on the shelves to make them fall off because right. of the weight i couldn't figure i mean i helped sweep it up and stuff and but we're like what the heck and he and he goes see she doesn't <gasps> like it when i have guests <laughs> so so that was that was the thing was like we're all like oh, okay whatever you say whatever you say um and so we still were like it was just falling off i started to believe him a little bit but yeah i said okay i let it go or that was like a very good party trick yeah yeah. And it was it was crazy. I mean, it was right on cue. Yeah, that, that, that was the thing. And nobody was in this little room off the side of the kitchen. So anyhow, <laughs> where I'm, I see I'm with my, this girl, this woman that I was dating at the time. Her name is Kate. Very lovely woman. And we were at Spit and, you know, having a few drinks with Al and, and, and such. And he invited us over to his apartment, you know, after Patty got out of work that night. I said, okay, sure, fine. So we're sitting down and we're having some drinks and doing some other illicit things to <laughs> uh, keep us awake longer, so to speak. Um, and he goes to me, he says, you know, Ken, he says, so many people want something from me. They always want something. He goes, and since I've known you all, you, you never want anything. You just like my friend. And I was like, well, yeah, man, it's, it, it's, I mean, cool. the free drinks don't hurt, but yeah, yeah, the free <laughs> drinks don't hurt. I knew enough people in there that I didn't have to drink for three a lot, but anyway, <laughs> so I was like, that was very, it was very nice, you know, it was touching and all as, uh, cause was his so, band getting really big by this point? 
they were uh, hoping to, um, mm -hmm. and um, they were with Arista, and Arista gave them a bunch of money to make this record. Yeah. And um, the guy, uh, Vince Ely, who was with the uh, Psychedelic Furs, mm -hmm. the drummer for the Psychedelic Furs, was one of the producers. And um, so he, uh, they had finished the album, and he pulls out the acetate to the album. Do you know what an acetate is for? I don't. I this, don't. Is, this is old school stuff, man. <laughs> When they pressed out, when they made albums, they made pressings of them. And then they were like samples, but they were only one sided. So okay. the other side was completely blank and naked and flat. Okay. And th that was how they would test them, see if the, if everything came through all right. There weren't any skips or that kind of thing. And they even um, will change the order of, of the song sometimes, which is what happened in this case. So he brought it out and he says, I'd like to give this to you. Oh, and I'm like, so I mean, sweet. these things are like one of a kind. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. This was this was wonderful. Thank you. And he says, I just want to, you know, give this as a gift to you because you're my friend and you never want anything. And I'm like, well, thanks. That was really nice of him. So about, I don't know, four o'clock, five o'clock. I don't know. It, the, it was very early in the morning, rolls around. And uh, he says, we're going to go to bed. You, you can stay in the guest room. Show me where the guest room was. I said, OK, great. So Kate and I get into bed and as couples do that, we start to fool around. And I thought you were going to say as couples do, we said goodnight and went to the opposite ends of the bed. <laughs> yeah, that's after you get married. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's my perspective. Yeah. So we're, we're laying in bed and we start fooling around. And while we're fooling around, the more that it elevates, um, or escalates, let's not use elevate, let's escalate. <laughs> um, the steam from the radiator right next to the bed, start, you know, it's, you know, radiators, yeah. have steam. They, we've all heard them, you know, and they start going, it starts going. <sighs> and it's like, after, after a bit, we stop and look at each other and we look at the radiator because when we stopped, so did it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was crazy. So then we just like, we're looking at each other because we've had something that, you know, a bunch to drink and stuff. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, nah. yeah. So you can we just start. Wait till tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. So we start doing it. You know, we start oh, doing. Again, again, that's what you're going to we say. Start, we're like, <laughs> we start continuing. No, we didn't move over to the other side of the bed. <laughs> oh, I thought, no, I thought you were just going to be like, we've been drinking, we've been doing other things that make me just ready to go to sleep or, or yeah. at least not. No, okay, no. Anyway. <laughs> so we start we start up again and the same thing happens oh my god so we're doing you know doing it and i mean i'm no you know superstar but i mean you know the 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 thing starts going and we again we we look up at each other you know look at each other and we're going oh my god and when we stopped it stopped again i mean i am I, you know and i know that you know they radiators start and stop and all yeah but this was just timed perfectly yeah it was uh yeah okay so we're like oh brother and so we started to you know we said what well, i said well heck with it we're gonna keep doing this <laughs> i am a guy after all and Wait, uh, i have a question does kate know that this place is haunted at the time yeah she did know the story okay and okay. Her, her eyes were like wide open going 
what the hell is going on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, let's just keep, you know, forget about it. So he's doing it, doing it more. I'd like to say that it lasted like 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, you know, it's about as long as I can I can get this without really telling a lie. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we're doing it and it's doing the same thing again and again. And when I'm done, it goes. Like one big exhale from the radiator. There were multiple orgasms happening. One was me. <laughs> one was the uh, damn radiator. <laughs> was the no, none for Kate. No, poor Kate. I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it was absolutely crazy. Oh my gosh! And so we just said, I think I'm, I'm getting the hell out of here. So we said we we put our clothes on and like really really fast, and we we're like we're gonna go get it. We're not even gonna call it. We we call the cab from in the other room, um, because there weren't cell. This is like early '80s, so there weren't yeah. cell phones and all that kind of stuff. So we had to get a you know make a phone call to the cab company, come down. And I just yelled down, we just yelled down the uh, the, the uh, hallway, Al, we're taking off. The fucking ghost is in the guest room. <laughs> <laughs> Did he come and, out? And we ran and we like ran down the stairs. It was like a third floor apartment. We ran down the stairs and we're out, on, out in the, uh, out in the front uh, area where the, where the cabs would pick up and stuff and uh we t i talked to him about it it was it that was absolutely crazy but i talked to him about it a week ago, a week after that or so mm -hmm. and he's like i told you he says when i have the door closed in my bedroom and somebody's over she doesn't usually bother me but she makes her presence known so sometimes she'll knock things off the table or frying pans off the shelf you know, the kettle will start to boil without a flame. I mean, all oh these crazy gosh. things. And I just said, I completely understand. <laughs> that, was, that was the most bizarre uh, thing I've ever had happen. Did so you that was... tell him what the circumstances were? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And did he say that, like, was he like, also, when I have sex, some weird stuff happens or no? Oh yeah, she. He was saying how when he has friends, when he has a you know somebody over, she would get really pissed off at him. It's like she wanted him for herself, and oh. and that's what he said when you know if he was having sex, he, he that didn't happen to him, but things would fall and ah, I get and, it, and yeah, all all sorts of stuff. He he said he had he had of all people to have skis, he had skis, <laughs> and um. He said, he says, yeah, one time I had skis le leaning up against the wall and they just like flew across the room, <gasps> not just fell over. Like they flew across the room. And it's like, it's not like they slid on the floor or anything oh like gosh. that. Some pretty crazy stuff. So that was my wonderful story about the uh, afterlife and my, uh, my past buddy, Al Jorgensen. Oh my gosh. Of, of ministry thing. <laughs> I love it. Well, one, did he ever find out who this woman was or did anyone find out who this no? I don't think he I don't think he found out what her name was. I think he he did find out, like I said, that she was that somebody or a woman was murdered right. in or or died in that apartment mm -hmm. like in the in the forties or fifties, a long, mm -hmm. long, long time ago. But when he was, left, did he say goodbye to her? 
I have I I don't know. No I don't idea. Know. I don't know what the heck he did. And um, if you he, could ever have something like this happen again, would you want it to or no? Oh, sure. Why not? I wasn't scared. I just thought it was the craziest. I just thought it was the craziest thing. I mean, it wasn't a macabre thing, you know, whereas, oh, my God, there's bleeding heads everywhere or something yeah. like that. I mean, it it was a lot of fun <laughs> before. I would honestly really crazy. I would feel like she's making fun of me. You know, I I would be. I would feel like, oh, is it, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> thank God we didn't get burned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really bad. Oh my gosh, did was, you believe in ghosts before this? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've had a couple of weird little situations in my. Uh, in my private life that have uh, made me think of it, but I couldn't tell if it was a dream or not, mm -hmm. that kind of deal, you know, because um, dreams are funny. You know, I, I say I, I, I would I, I have some pretty vivid dreams. And when I would when I would piece those dreams together, there'd be like five or six things that I may have talked about, heard about, experienced during that day or the day before, what have you. And then they show up all together in the dream. Whoa, that's very, very cool. Very strange, you know. So, um, you know, there was another situation. Want me to tell you that other situation? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, this one isn't quite as, as happy and fun, but a very, a very good friend of mine who had some had some mental issues, but he was, I loved him to death. His name is Craig Burns. Um, wonderful man. Um, but he was bipolar. Mm. And he had some situations in his personal life that were bad. And so anyhow, uh, anyway, he shot himself. Ugh. It was a terrible thing. It took him two days to die, though. <laughs> I know. Bad aim, I guess. Um, and we were really close. And the whole thing is he had called me. He had called a couple of our other friends to get together that night. And I mean, I was in a stereo store. He was going to bring some records over to play on really, really expensive stereo and never showed up and oh. the whole thing. And then I get a phone call Saturday morning that he's done this mm -hmm. and he did it on the, from a friend of mine that said that he got a call and uh, that Craig had shot himself and he did it on the phone with his ex-wife who he had. Yeah, I know. And, you know, as I used to say, you know, it's like, boy, that guy can punctuate a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like if the know, divorce wasn't hard enough. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and, and the whole thing is, is that it, it affected me for a long, easily a year or more. I was mm -hmm. so angry, so upset with him um, and, and the like. And then you always think like you could save whoever, even though they have a problem or an issue. And a lot of times if it's going to happen, it's going to happen regardless of what you do. Right. But did you ever see the movie American Werewolves in London? I didn't. I haven't. I am very aware of it, but I haven't seen it. Well, there's a there's an there's a weird section of it where the werewolf has ripped this guy up, mm -hmm. and he shows up in his buddy's bedroom on the bed, and he's like dripping and gory, you know, as as being in the movies. Yeah. Well, Craig did that to me. Oh. I was I was laying in bed. This is what I think of it, at least. I was laying in bed. I had a water bed at the time. And he sat on the edge of my bed and made the water move. And it woke me up. And there he was with the, in his head, the hole the, in his the head. The hole in his head, yeah. And it Oof. was like, 
And I just started yelling at him, you fucking asshole. What the hell are you doing here and all this stuff? And was this on to- Friday night, the night he was supposed to show up? No, this was this was later. Um, this was months later. Yeah. And just like him, he apologized profusely. He was saying, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. I couldn't take it any anymore. That kind of thing. I'm so sorry that I did this and you're my friend and I love you and all that stuff. And I just didn't want to hear it. I was like yelling and screaming and all that kind of stuff. Get out of my fucking house and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he just kind of went away. And I don't know if I was dreaming it or if it really happened. I, I really don't know. But that was my, and that was that, and it never happened again. That was my last. You told him to go away. (laughs) Yeah, I was, I was, well, at that time, I was full of rage. Of course. To him. Yeah. You know, do you ever think about like if he came back, what you would say? Oh, yeah. I would want to try and hug him and tell him how much I love. I've, I mean, I was in my 20s back then. So, you Mm -hmm. know, I've learned a, a bit uh, in, in, in life and, 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 and the like. Um, but it was just a, yeah, I would do, I would, I would, I would try to embrace him if you can do such a thing with a ghost. Um, and and I would have told him how much I loved him and uh, how I realized how difficult what had gone on had happened and, and the like. But, um, so that's more of a morose story than the, the one with Al. That's fine. I like them all. Did that happen before <laughs> or after uh, your story with Al? This happened after. Okay. Yeah. So you had a couple uh, experiences in your 20s that would make you believe. What do you believe now? I don't know. You know, it's funny, but um, I'm living in this nice place outside of Pittsburgh called Neville Island. Mm-hmm. It's a very nice area. And... Um, I remember I would hear uh, a woman's voice when I was taking a shower and I have no idea. I told my girlfriend at the time, or not that time, she's still my girlfriend. I told my girlfriend when it happened that I had heard that and it scared the hell out of her. And I'm like, well, I don't know what it is. I said, it's probably just the hearing of the the noise from the shower or something like that. But then a month or two later, I'm, I come downstairs for getting coffee in the, in the morning and I hear it again and I can't figure out where it's coming from. And it's very faint and it only lasts for like three seconds. And then a half an hour goes by and then it starts again. Do you know what so she's I'm, saying? I'm going through all the rooms trying to figure out what it is. Yeah. I go down into the basement and I finally hear it. It's a carbon monoxide sensor. Hilarious. That says in a woman's voice that the batteries are dying. <laughs> And but, so are you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if, I mean, you hear this stuff and you, your mind goes crazy and yeah. starts, you know, running. And I was like, what the hell is that noise? And there's one right outside the bathroom upstairs. So it had to have done the same thing. Oh, my gosh. But you're thinking and your, you know, your, your yeah. imagination runs away with this stuff. Yeah. It was it was it was kind of crazy. But. She sleeps better now that I found this out. <laughs> she was she was up all night the first time I told of course. her. About it. It was I do terrible. I do think it's really funny when there's like a ghost story that is uh oh no, that was 
that was just no, me. Go, no, 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 nothing. <laughs> That's most no, of what they are anyways, you know? I mean, most people think they have a ghost. I mean, our fire alarm, we're in an Airbnb for a month and our fire alarm went off the first night and we're like, now we're convinced places haunted okay i you know we've had weird dreams but that's because we're in a i don't know we'll see to be determined i guess if i'm in a yeah, and you know, where you we know, be right now when you when you're in a home or, or wherever and things shift and they make no you know houses just make noise yeah or a, you know wind happens and something goes up against your house and you hear yeah. it and you start going oh my god yeah. and, you know these things happen but the one with the radiator was that is so scary. Oh, I, hope I thought it was, and I wasn't scared. I, I wasn't. I, I would have been. I wasn't scared at all. I just thought it was, you know, pretty funny. And I guess uh, it, it, deep down inside, I probably thought it was pretty typical of him <laughs> having something like this in his apartment. Having like the extra special apartment because, of course, there's it comes with a ghost. Yeah, the guy guess, who really has everything, huh? <laughs> I guess. I guess so. I guess so. Um, well, this has been a delight. Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Uh, Thank you. Can tell everybody where they can find you or any plug anything you would like to plug on social. Um, well, like I said, I started doing improv a little over a year ago <clears throat> or a little under a year ago. And I perform with uh, different groups, um, usually weekly, if not biweekly on a Friday night. Um, I've done I've written and acted in some sketches that we've done there as well at, at uh, Steel City Improv Theater or Skit. Um, nice. <clears throat> you've you've talked with Justin from yes. there. Yes, yeah, he's, he's a wonderful guy. <laughs> he's a wonderful guy. Um, and uh, I've um, uh, just started stand up at um, Arcade Theater in Pittsburgh as well. Um, so that's been fun also. But my ultimate goal is to be the oldest um, regular member on Saturday Night Live. So if you know Lauren Michaels, tell him to send the Do car. It. I lived in New York for 15 years and my mom would always just be like, why don't you just go, just put on a cute suit and go, go tell him that you want to be on the show. It's just it's that, you know. Because that's so, how it works. That's how it works, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, I'm saying it. it's like, I'm 66 years old, man. And I don't think there's anybody that's that old that's ever been on that show as a regular, so you know, promote me. There you go. <laughs> You've already got, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in every day you get a little bit older and a little bit more qualified for this role. Uh, yeah, that's right. So that's, that's great. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciated that. Thank you for listening to Comedians with Ghost Stories. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts. It'll help people find it. Um, you can also follow me at Emily MC Winter on Instagram and basically all socials and uh, Comedians with Ghost Stories on Instagram. Uh, thank you so much and have a great week. <laughs>